how to own a home in your 20s. Well, I did a lot of time since the age of seven, saving every little penny that I made. And we are talking every penny. And I had my first job at the age of seven, which is delivering newspapers. I didn't make much money, but I knew that if I saved and invested, that the money would grow. That's what I was taught, so that's what I did. And I did that all the way through university, all that kind of stuff. Well, actually, me saving my money helped me pay for university. And not only that, I was able to buy a car. And then after that, I was able to buy a house. And this all happened, well, this all happened relatively quickly. And I had a place by the age of 27. And, well, yeah, by the age of 27, I had my own place. So I thought, well, maybe I should tell others how this all happened. Well, it started by saving since I was very young. And it wasn't that I was just able to put like 5% down on my place. I put 20% down on my place. Actually, a little more than that. So that I would have less debt for my place. But maybe someone's in their 20s and they're trying to figure out, how am I going to be able to afford a place? Well, first off, start by finding a place that's really, really small. Because then your down payment won't be as significant. But you'll want to look at your down payment and say, well, this is how much I need for my place. And what do I need to do to get that down payment? And then also the monthly mortgage payments afterwards. So, well, you likely need a job. And ideally, if you can deliver newspapers at age seven and do that for 10 years, then it'll teach you the value of a dollar. But you need to save ruthlessly. You need to basically pocket everything that you earn. So if you have a job, maybe it's, I don't know, landscaping in the summertime or what have you. Maybe it's a retail job. I had a retail job for five years. So after delivering newspapers, I was in retail for five years. And I would take shifts, okay? While everyone else was skipping out on work so they were essentially partying and i was a person i was known as the shift taker when someone didn't show up i would and i was highly reliable for five years i think i only called in sick once but uh i, I that's a whole other story i if i'm sick i usually continue to work it's very difficult for me to take time off so I was highly reliable. Uh, that's what you need to be if you want to progress in this world. Also, if you want to make money, you need to take shifts, right? You can't be calling in sick all the time. You need to put the time in. So that's what I did for five years. While going to university, I was still working. I needed to save money. I needed to be able to afford a place down the road. I knew that that was going to be an end goal, and that's what I needed to do. After university, I needed to figure out how to make money. 
I did freelancing, I did some consulting until I finally landed an executive job. That helped me get some serious money, money that I could use for my down payment. Once again, at this corporate job, I saved, I saved, I saved. I didn't spend any money. Now, I could have bought a fancy car, which I ended up doing, big mistake, but that's that's here and there. Can't really change that. Fact is, I had a very inexpensive car before I bought this newer car. So I had a, and I found a used car. My first car was a used car. It was a $1,300 car that I bought while in university because I wanted to cut down on commute time. And I figured it was about time that I had a car. But I waited. I waited until I was like 19 or 20 before I actually had my car and I was driving it. I waited because I found it unnecessary to pay for insurance costs. Like I could get around without a car. So there's another aspect of saving right there. It's like, do you need a car? Okay, don't get a car then. But the car that I managed to get at $1,300, it was running smooth for years. Actually, I sold it and it was still running perfectly fine. That was a diamond of a car. I never had any serious issues. It's just a reliable car. And then I decided to get a new car, but the one that I have is highly reliable and I don't see myself replacing it for many, many years. But, you know, I. I needed the newer car because I was doing client meetings, I was doing things that would require a reliable vehicle, much more reliable than this $1,300 thing that could have broken down. So I didn't go above my means in terms of the car purchase, and I did it so that I wasn't paying a bunch of money up front. So in the grand scheme of things, I think it was a good purchase. It wasn't too over the top. and. It's still the car that I'm running today. It's the second car that I've owned in 10 years. It's not bad. And I could probably go another 10, 20 years with this car. So I'm happy with this. I'm happy and content with that purchasing decision. And it left me with enough money to go and get a place. Because I could have bought a more expensive car. I had the money to get a nicer car, but I decided to forego that because that would have been silly. That would have been a stupid investment decision. And I decided I'd get a car that would make sense, that wouldn't break down, and would give me the peace of mind. And so far it has. So that's allowed me to keep a bunch of money. I didn't get a super expensive car. I pocketed a bunch of money by not buying an expensive car and by saving and saving and saving to the point where I could get my current place. And I needed to get a down payment that was reasonable so that my monthly costs wouldn't be so significant. Now I would say that after saving all this money, I was able to find a place that was within my means. Again, within your means, find a place that's within your means and you can afford it. My mortgage is like 650 a month. So that's, that's half the cost of most places around here in terms of rent. I'm literally paying less for my mortgage than I typically would for rent. So I'm not throwing away money. You see, when you rent, you throw away money. 
that money you never get back. So if you're going to rent, well, make sure that all the money that you save from not putting into a down payment, that you invest it. But here's the thing. No investment that I've ever made has made the same amount as real estate for me. Real estate has always generated significantly more returns for me. Now, why is that? Well, because companies close down, but land will always be there. And if you own a chunk of land, that land will go up in value because we are at a shortage of land. But there is no shortage of companies out there to invest in. So if you go into the stock market, there are a bunch of companies that will fail and there are a bunch that will succeed, but you have no control over a company going bankrupt. Now, at least I own a chunk of land with real estate. So that's the kind of comfort that I have, knowing that I own a piece of this land. And the value has gone up significantly, almost double what I paid. So the investment was a very sound investment. I could technically sell this place and live off of my earnings for the next 30 years if I really wanted to. No problem whatsoever. That's a nice thing, and it's reassuring to know that. So if I could recommend anyone in their 20s, heck, even if you're older and you're trying to figure things out, if you can find a place that's within your means, even below your means in terms of a real estate investment, it would make sense to go there. And you start there, you start with that place. And then the more money you earn, the more you save, you can move into a bigger place, right? But you just need to get started. Now, an ideal situation, but I haven't done this, is to buy a place and then rent it out to someone else. And that's where you can really make some serious coin because then someone's paying you for the equity of your place. They're paying you the, the mortgage. And that's, that's a nice thing to have. Now, I haven't done that because I'm always concerned about the vacancies and whatnot. But honestly, it doesn't take much to find a tenant and get them living in your place. I feel like I, I would need several properties if I wanted to do that. But we're only talking about owning a home in your 20s. So let's not talk about renting out places. That's certainly a very valuable way to make some passive income. But if you want to buy a place in your 20s, it goes back to saving money ruthlessly. Honestly, if you're in your teens, figure out how you can make money. By the time you're 22, you should have something going that's successful. If you're going into school, fine. But by the time you're 24, you should have something going where you're bringing in some income. Okay, And don't undervalue yourself. Ask for what you think you're worth make the money and save it. Don't be going on these parties because it's all superficial. What you're going to find out if you decide you like partying, you're going to find out quickly that in five, 10 years, all the people that you partied with will disappear from your life. You'll never see them again. They will be somewhere else and you will have wasted all of your time on these people who don't care about you. And that will affect your ability to buy real estate. 
And I'm not saying that friendships aren't important. I think friendships are important. But make sure that you are very particular about who you let into your life. And if a friend is expensive, you might need to cut them out. Expensive meaning you're always out partying every weekend and you have no way of saving any of your money. If you're spending more than what you're earning, then you need to be looking at what you're doing here because you're never going to have enough money for a down payment. And if you don't have enough money for a down payment, you will be renting for the rest of your life. Is that a bad thing? Well, only if you're good at saving. But the problem is, is you're probably not good at saving. In fact, you're much better at partying and going on expensive trips which you can't even afford, but you're going to just do it anyways because you like doing that. Which means you'll always be renting, but you'll barely be you'll barely be able to pay off your rent. So you're gonna be living on welfare before you know it. And that's not that's not a that's not an ideal way to live. I'm telling you, you don't want to be on welfare because that'll be difficult to get out of. So you really want to look at saving. You want to look at how you're optimizing your your budget. And look, I've loosely examined my budget for the last 20 plus years, right? 30 years old now as of this video. But I've always looked at budgeting loosely. I, I don't want to be too particular, right? So I have saved and saved and saved. I go on a trip maybe once every five years. I don't, I don't value uh, travel as much as others, but I think soon enough, probably within the next few years, I'll probably start traveling, but I just haven't really had that desire. I had more desire to invest, and that's what I've been doing. But this has allowed me to save up money to be able to buy a place, and now I could go and travel without too much angst but I still have more investing to do so you know I might wait a little bit longer that being said you know if you're in your 20s and you're partying and you're traveling and you're spending money on useless things you need to cut that out you need to cut it out because you're never going to be able to save more and you'll always be struggling to pay your housing and you'll have to live with your parents for the rest of your life. And that's not ideal. I mean, obviously, if you can live with your parents as long as you can, then that would be, a, that would be good to a point. For instance, I lived with my parents until I was about 25, 26. That saved me thousands, tens of thousands in lost rental fees, right? And that saved me so much money. So, I mean, I'm forever grateful for that aspect, right? And if you can get into that situation where you can get low room and board through your parents or brother or whatnot, that's a good way. I also lived with my brother and that helped save on rental fees as well. See, all of this really helped cut down on unnecessary costs in terms of housing. So this helped my situation. Look, you have to look for these golden nuggets. If you can live with people, cut down on whatever fees, costs that you never, sunk costs that you never get back, then you have a, a 
better propensity to save money, you have uh, the ability to save money and put that towards a place. But it all comes down to choosing the right living situation, choosing the right spending habits. This is all very important. Cutting down on things that cost money that you don't need, right? You want to cut down on the costs that you think are trivial. Figure that out. Figure out what is trivial. Get rid of it. Now, this is easier said than done because you can get addicted to spending money. You can get addicted to buying useless things, expensive dinners, that bottle of wine that you don't need. There's just a bunch of different things that you're probably spending money on and it's a total waste of money, but you can't get out of it. This is your lifestyle. What can I honestly say? Well, I can say to you, you need to stop it now. You need to literally stop now and get serious about life because if you want to buy that place, you need to stop or you need to make more money, okay? You either stop spending or you start making more money, okay? And the easier one is stop spending, right? That's in your control. Making money you depend on external circumstances, people paying you money, right? You ex expect people to pay you. So you kind of depend on external resources for that. But saving money, that's all in your control. So if you can control that variable, then you have an ability to save money. And then probably by your late 20s, you should have a place. If you, if you put all the pieces together properly. Now, this is my living situation. This is my journey to having a place. There are many different ways of doing it. You can make a ton of money if you get a, a mastery level in terms of entrepreneurship. You go into entrepreneurship and you master running a business. You could start making some serious dough by 21, 22. I mean, I've seen some people that are like day trading or something and they're making millions of dollars right now. Now, those are the unicorns, right? Those are the few and far between examples, okay? A lot of people in their early 20s simply do not have that kind of money and they're starting out with literally nothing. And that's okay because you got to start somewhere. And if you're in your early 20s, just start saving see what you can build, see what you can learn, see how you can grow in this world, but don't feel like you got to watch the millionaires and feel like, ah, oh, I wish I was that person. Don't get caught up in what other people are doing. Your job is to be in control of your circumstances. And the fact is I controlled all the variables that I could. I controlled my budget, I controlled what I was spending money on, and as a result, I was able to just make a very little amount of money. I was making minimum wage for a very long time, and then when I was in my retail job, I was making about 10 to $11 an hour. There's very little money involved there. This is Canadian dollars. So that'll work out to like $8 US, I suppose. Essentially minimum wage and, and much less than what I should have been earning. And yet I was still able with that kind of money 
I was still able to buy a car and buy a place. I was still able to do that. It's crazy, right? You know, I'm not making millions of dollars. Actually, I was, I was lucky to make $10,000 a year. And then when I was delivering newspapers, I would make maybe three or four dollars an hour if I was lucky. <laughs> like, and I would only work maybe two hours a week delivering newspapers. I didn't make much money doing that. It was quite trivial. And <laughs> somehow I was able to take all this money, I was able to save all of this money so ruthlessly to the point where I was able to buy a place. It became an obsession of mine to just save everything. Now you might not be in the situation where you're able to live with your parents as long as I did, or maybe you're not in a situation where you're able to even find a re- wait, no. Actually, everyone should be able to find a retail job. That's not a very good excuse. Honestly, anyone. I don't care if you're disabled, you could be a Walmart greeter, you could be in a wheelchair and work. It's all very possible to work in a job. The question is, is who wants to? But yeah, you have to put the time in and work that job. I'm telling you, there's postings everywhere for jobs. So if you're not making money, you can go and find a job fairly easily. It might not be the amount of money you want, but I mean, start saving because that money grows. It does grow. It grows and grows and grows. And it compounds over time. Now, what did I do with the money? Because I, I didn't have a place to begin with. It wasn't until my later 20s that I had my place. So what did I do with the money? Well, I actually put it into savings accounts that generated interest, mutual funds that generated interest and income. I put it in I put it in stocks eventually, and those stocks would pay dividends. So I was starting to put the money in avenues where I was making some coins, some, some money in return, and they were low risk, okay? We're not talking high risk funds. I dabbled in high risk mining companies, and I think I ended up being break even with it. It wasn't worthwhile for me. but. You know, I'm not knowledgeable in investing in the stock market. So, I mean, if you have that skill, then maybe that's for you to take a little bit more risk. For me, it's not my thing. I'm not really tuned into that aspect. So I stick to what I basically know, which is investing in banks Right? I bought some bank stocks. I still have bank stocks. I feel more comfortable with them than anything else. I think that they will stay around for a while. I think that if cryptocurrency were to ever get big, banks would just invest in that or they'd figure out some sort of way to capitalize on that. I just don't see banks going anywhere because more and more people are getting mortgages, so banks are capitalizing on that too. So all of this just means, well, I'm making money. I'm making money while I'm sleeping because this interest grows in compounds. And this started when I was seven. I had mutual funds at the age of seven. And I was making money from that. And I would see a financial advisor every six months to talk about stocks or mutual funds at that time. 
And I just learned at a very young age to save everything. And that helped me purchase a place in my 20s. I think that pretty much covers it. Make money, save money. <laughs> it's, it's really not as difficult as it sounds, but then reality, right? Reality is quite different. I don't know your situation, but start saving stop spending, you might actually get to the reality of owning a place soon. And it can happen before you know it. If I look back, now that I'm 30, if I look back when I was 20, I think it just seemed like it was yesterday. So time can go by quite quickly. So if you put the habits in place that allow you to save what you need to, you can get where you need to go before you know it. It'll happen overnight. It's funny how I look at 10 years, like an overnight thing. Like, how's that overnight? Well, it just feels like overnight to me. And it will to you as well. It literally will. It'll be overnight. You'll be 30 before you know it. 40, 50, 60. Just happens. It goes faster and faster as you get older. So put those habits in place. Look at your financials. If you can start with income and expenses, that's a really good start. Break it down. Income, expenses, income, expenses. Address any of the issues that you see and you'll be set. You will be set. Okay, it's just a matter of time. And honestly, you could be quite successful even with just a retail job. And then in time, you can use that money to buy what you need, education, self-improvement, do all that, and you can start making more money and more money and more money to the point where you are excelling like you wouldn't believe. And that's great. That's great to have. Okay. I think that covers it. This is fun. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. Toodles.